Christ and all, welcome back to the Fearless and Devotion podcast with me, Tim, Andy, Reese, Liam. We've also got Russ from the Scarf Bagara War Stockport County podcast. We'll explain why he's on shortly. First things first, let's address a very, very good 2-0 win at Eastleigh yesterday. I say very good, it's very, very accomplished, very assured, very comfortable. All the other superlatives you can think of. Andy, you were there. Take us through it. Happy with it? Oh, yeah. I mean, that was the most complete away performance we put in this season. There was control in midfield. Even though Eastleigh have a really good home record, they didn't really get near us. Uh, I went away from that as pleased as I've been all season. I think we can really do something this season now. It was always the away form that, that was worrying me. And going to places like Eastleigh, could we could we grind out wins? We didn't didn't grind that out that one. Sorry, we didn't just grind that win out. We absolutely dominated the game. Special uh, mention for Tom O'Connor, who came in and showed us exactly why we paid the money for him um, last January. Assured. So I was actually talking with his brother in the queue. He said that he, he said that Tom's been very unlucky with injuries, but he's through that now. And now What's he his wants his name. Oh, tall lad, uh, Irish. Um, yeah, <laughs> I didn't ask his name. I didn't ask his name. We were both, we were in the beer queue together and <laughs> at half time, um, and he said, you know, Tom's ready to, to to seize his chance now, and I agree with him on on that display yesterday. Happy days, happy days. Well, obviously his performance um, means he probably keeps his place for Tuesday's visit to the racecourse by Chesterfield, which means our new signing. Um, Mr. Andy Cannon um, will probably start on the bench. And there's a person here who knows all about that signing. Um, So, yeah, take it away, Russ. He was obviously on loan to you guys last year at Stockport. Helps you win the league title, uh, much to our chagrin. Um, Tell us a bit about about him, because obviously you saw a lot more of him than we did. He was obviously on loan from Hull. We've managed to sign him for a couple of years. Um, first of all, did that surprise you that he's dropped back down? And secondly, um, how much of a, of a part can he play in, in our sort of hopes for, for winning the title? Um, so, yeah, it, it didn't surprise me that he dropped back down, but we were hoping that we'd be getting him um, in January. <laughs> <laughs> so so that's that's gone now. Um but yeah, I mean, he's actually he's actually from Ashton Underline, which is just near us, and he was in our youth system uh, when we were back in the football league eleven years ago, whatever. Um, and we had to let him go because we dropped out of the football league. Right. So, we, so the, the the academy went, and he went off to Rochdale. That's where he's sort of played most of his games. So, um, local lad, he was pleased to come back, and he but he only played seven games for us, but he he. Um, he, he sort of bolstered our midfield at a time when we needed it, um, and probably is a big part of us getting over the line, especially what, in those in those last two matches. What 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 did he bring? What what what? Because like we we've been crying out, we keep saying we keep saying it, we keep crying out for a bastard of a midfielder. I keep using that term, just somebody who's going to control a game, pick a pass, see a pass early. Because we've got we've got we've got some decent midfielders, don't get me wrong, but maybe we just lack that person who's that you know, the Dean Keats, Jay Harris players that we've had in the past who just have that extra edge about them really. Is is that is that the sort of thing we can expect from him? He's not I wouldn't say extra edge in terms of 
um, nastiness or, or, or shithouser even. He's just he's a he's a bit he's a he's a carbon copy of Will Collar, who we've got, who you who you probably might know. So mm-hmm. him him, Andy Cannon and Crowsdale, Collar Cannon and Crowsdale, and um, when they played together, three three sort of carbon copies of each other. He's he's got a low center of gravity, very good on the ball, won't lose it, um, and likes to get forward. So. Um, that's what he did for us, and that's what that's where he fitted in, you know, completely nicely. He was there for us because Collar and Crowsdale were playing every match, and you can't do Tuesday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday without some, without some backup. Sarsavik's completely different, so that's that's what Cannon came in to do was uh, was to bolster that that, that triangle, um, and he absolutely did that. It'll be good for you. He's 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 much better than National League anyway. Yeah, you you tweeted me in the week. Um, you said if we don't go up. With him in your ranks, you might as well give up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really, he's that good. So, so yeah, yeah, he's be... good. Yeah, yeah, he's definitely. He's de- yeah, he's 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 definitely. He's, he's a, he was definitely an upgrade um, on on what we already had at the time. So that, and that's why I'm not I'm not surprised he's gone to you to you. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he'd gone to Notts County either. But slightly surprised because we, like I say, we were holding on. We 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 were hoping we'd get him back. <laughs> but yeah. Phil Parkinson's often uh, described as a percentages manager and, you know, the, the people disparage the the style of football that we play a little as well. But I, I wonder whether that can be a little bit unfair and actually we do try and play through the midfield more than people sort of give us credit for. It just doesn't quite work because we've got that missing piece in the middle, uh, as we've discussed. And that's no slight on our current midfield players who are all very good players and very good at what they do. We just don't quite have that missing link of someone who can link it all together. Do you think he could be that guy for us? Because that would make us very happy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you, you, to go through midfield with him, you, 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 he's going he's gonna to do bits and bobs for you, definitely. Um, very, I don't, you know, very rarely loses the ball. Um, and like I say, mm. got, you know, was a massive help to get us over the line once we'd been dicked by you lot three 0 uh, which still hurts me, by the way. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he, 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 you know, massive help got us over the line, and it's that linchpin. There's, there's, a, there's a school of thought that you that you. Oh, I don't know if you still do it, but you certainly did it towards the end of last season. You know, aim for the long throw, bypass midfield almost. I know, I know, mm. you got some stick for that in from certain areas. Um, but I don't, I don't, I don't know what your midfield is like now. I mean, I know Tom O'Connor's probably pretty good in the centre there, but. Andy Cannon will. You'll see. I'm hoping you'll see a massive upgrade on whatever you've got. Um, and if the, you know the ball's got to go through, obviously it'll have to go through him for him to get it. But he, uh, he, I'm pretty sure he won't let you down. I mean, there's no, there's no doubt that we target set pieces. Um, mm. But it's it's more based. It's more for Aaron Hayden really. When you've got someone who scores as many goals as he does with his head, it's absolutely daft not not to. But I think we're all in agreement in on this podcast, and certainly I think wider X and fans are in agreement that Ollie Palmer's better getting the ball at his feet than he is actually in the air. So if we can do that more and when we've done that more, which is why at home we tend to terrify people, I think, and and we do tend to blow teams away because the, the teams can't cope with it when the ball's at his feet. So hopefully Cannon can be that missing link. I mean, he's not, he, he, we were saying he can't really play Saturday, Tuesday, and he's had some fitness issues, hasn't he? No, no, I, I wasn't saying that about Cannon. What I was saying was at the time we had... Crowsdale and Collar, who was it was similar, so, say similar, that they were and Sarsfield, they were all playing Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, and that's why we got Cannon in on loan to bolster that. So oh, there, right. was, gotcha. there was some rotation for it. Yeah, hmm. um, Cannon never looked exhausted or anything. He, he only played seven times for us, but 
um, yeah, he just bolstered that 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 three in midfield. So Russ, I know I, I know you're um, you're pushed for time, so I'll, I'll I'll cut straight to it now. You're obviously where where we desire to be after you know a ridiculous amount of time in this division. Um, take us through how you've seen Stockport's um, acclimatization to League Two because initially it was a bit of a struggle, and there was all these suggestions: Oh, is Challen are gonna gonna last it? Are they gonna give him the chop? Blah blah blah. Um, just just give us an idea of 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 you know what hopefully we can expect when we come up. But is 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 the gap narrow? Everybody says you know it's 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 probably more competitive league in this division than it is in League Two. How have you found it? How have you assessed it? Um, yeah, we, we we had we had a bad start. The, the gap we, we we felt like the gap is bigger than we first expected. Okay. Um, that that was telling. I mean, the first the, the first thing to note really was, you know, you get out of the national league after after eleven years in non-league, and the first three games you have to play, I don't know, Stevenage, Barrow, and Harrogate, and you just think this is just the national league, and it's just non-league again, all <laughs> over again. So that, and then we didn't do didn't do, didn't do very well in in those either. So that's how we started off. But yeah, for for us, the the gap was bigger than definitely bigger than we than we thought it was. So there's that's probably a bit of. I don't know a misinformation or whatever that we that we thought we were, we were we started off as favourites to go up again um, with Salford and Bradford I think um, so add to that eight new players bit of bit of shifting around um, and it's just took us till now really we've only started firing now um, to to acclimatise um, the football is better it's um, it, it definitely is better especially at the top end I mean Leighton Orient. They they beat us the other week at home and they were really really good, um, you know probably league one standard. But then, you know we played Charlton in the week and beat them three one, um, and they're mm. they're league one. So yeah, it's been good. Pizza tray trophy, you got that to look forward to if you come up. Um, <laughs> everybody boycotts. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it's yeah it's good. It just feels. But the, the thing is, when when you get into in back into the football league and you know. All those things come back where the Tanai announcer is saying it's a it's a League Two fixture and it, it just feels like football league, hmm. and you're not playing Kings Lynn or <laughs> Bromley. <laughs> yeah, we're very excited for those days. I, 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 I was just going to say, actually, I mean, I think there has been we've kind of told ourselves repeatedly over the last few years that you know League Two is not as good as the National League, certainly not you know the bottom half is terrible, whatever. And it's it's a little bit worrying now when you look at the sort of bottom half of League Two. I know you guys have started firing now, and I you know I fully expect you guys to probably do a, a late playoff push or at least to be top half. But in the bottom half, you've got Stockport, Grimsby, Tranmere, Sutton, uh, Newport County, uh, Harrogate, Hartlepool. You know, it's not it's quite clearly that has has changed a little bit. I would say in the last five years, hasn't it? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I mean. what... what... What, what I what I saw when I when I first you know sort of realised when we first got back up was, for me traditionally there's a lot of teams that are in there that I I think are not still non-league teams so you do get that and they will circle the drain. We were quite surprised that Stevenage and Barrow have have, have started the way they did because they would we would we were expecting them to be circling the drain as well. Um, but yeah, it's 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 you still have to go to Harrogate away and and things like that. But there are the the really good ties like Bradford away. I think it was really only when we played Bradford away that it felt like we were in League Two and back in the football league, um, because 
some of the teams that came to our place, like Colchester was probably the first team who've not been in non-league recently, I don't think. Mm. Um, and they, they didn't bring many fans and they just played, tried to play for the draw at Edgeley Park. Um, and they give us far too much respect. <laughs> so, so yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting once you get back up and I'm sure it's coming for you lot. Really do. Yeah. Right. Russ, um, is there still a Wrexham Stockport rivalry? Because I mean, I love the fact we took Cannon off you. That that's nice. But I have a lot of <laughs> hatred in my heart for Chester, and I don't know if I can transfer some of that over to you guys. No, I, I don't. I don't think there is. I think there was for that point last season, wasn't there? To, to the race, mm. the race to the title. Um, we so I don't. I, I, there's not many people that, that that think that there is. I don't think there's probably the odd one or two. If you came up and we were still in League Two and then we were going toe to toe again, it might fire back up and start to build again. It'd be good if it, if it'd be good if it was because we haven't got a rival. I know you've got Chester, but we haven't got a rival, so we'd gladly we'd gladly take you back if you if you want, oh, you know. oh that's nice <laughs> like a, like a jilted lover yeah. <laughs> You've cheated on us with, with somebody of a higher calibre, and now you're coming back to us, tapping yeah, hands. Yeah, flying off yeah. the barrow, we saw you. Yeah. <laughs> you mentioned, Rush, you mentioned about having, was it seven new players? Or eight new players? Seven, yeah, yeah. Seven new, was that, was that um, they were all recruited in, in the middle of, the, of that season, before you started? And I suppose the question is, did all of those players um, kind of upset the sort of vibe of the apple cart a little bit, or was, or was that a bit too much too soon? Because I, I suppose the point I'm getting at, if if it all goes to plan, um, should we be looking at getting that many players in, or you know, sort of just building where we need to rather than wholesale changes? It depends how you approach it because the, the 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 two that went up, Grimsby and us, the Grimsby started really well. Although we're above them in the table now, Grimsby started really well and kept the core of their team. Now they haven't got in, they haven't got ambitions or the backing, you know, the funding to go bounce, you know, to try and get up again, which is what we're aiming for. And I guess that's what you're going to do. Um, the eight players that came in were absolutely upgrades on what we already had. Um, where it upset the apple cart in a playing sense was you, you have to let them, you have to let them come in and bed in and and get used to the system the way that Challenger wants to play. Um, the other way that it upsets them as well, and I'm sure you'll get this, is all of your legends that were there for non-league that are getting you out of non-league, they will go because ours have. We've only got one left now. Uh, right. Keeper Hinchcliffe, yeah. um, the late recent one to go was Ashley uh, Ashley Palmer to Chesterfield. That upsets people, fans. I don't know what your fans are like, but I was as some of ours are crying because these people these players have left. But that's just progress in it. So it's, it's kind of it's upset in two ways, and that's why Challenger was under a bit of pressure when it wasn't going right because he would it's been seen to let all of his players go. And he, and he wasn't getting results with the new players. So you can imagine, I don't know, Palmer, Hayden, Toes are all leaving for upgrades and the upgrades don't work. That's 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 where we got to. Even though you can tell that the upgrades are better players. And yeah. it, it wasn't working at that point. So it, it, there's, a, there's a couple of angles to it there. There are. There's quite a few. Um, mm. didn't, didn't, didn't think of it at that point of view, but yeah, all good. You're going to go up now you've got it together? Um, don't know. I, 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 I'm still thinking anything and seventh and above is, is, is a successful season for us. I think that's, that's what, that's what we're hoping for. But at the moment we are, we're looking like, we're looking better than every team that we play aside from Leighton Orient. Um, I mean, we beat Hartlepool 5-0 away the other day. 
um, you know, with it just it, we just breeze past them like your your steamrolling teams at home. We we just breeze past them, beat Charlton quite comfortably. So we're we're all excited, <laughs> we're all excited, but not 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 getting too carried away. Happy days. Well, that's music to our ears. I think I hope so. We hope we'll either see you next season or the season after, depending on the on how you guys get on. Um, and yeah, we look forward to seeing how. Uh, how Andy Cannon pans out for us now you've uh, you've given that that pedestal that you've stuck him on so we'll see what happens with him but, and let's no, hope that Ash Palm is shit yeah can we help that <laughs> yeah let's hope he is yeah you might want to get your back for last season yeah maybe <laughs> sorry just have him really doors it'd be fine Russ yeah. thanks for coming on mate appreciate no problem. you taking the time cheers, right. cheers mate all the best cheers All right. Take well, good care. luck Take cheers care. boys cheers, bye mate. Liam, um, you watched the the live stream, same as me. What was your your thoughts on on the National League finally pulling their finger out their ass? Thanks to a certain uh, Ryan Reynolds. Um, obviously, it's a two week trial. What was your overall impression of it? I think my basic summary would be surprisingly slick. Um, I hate to say it, but after all this time where the National League were involved didn't have that much confidence in how well it would work, but actually it was really, really good. Um, really liked the fact that I could just cast it from my phone straight to my TV on the Chromecast. So that was really convenient for starters. Um, the camera work was really good. There were some issues, I think, in the first half with low sunlight making it hard to see a little bit, but that soon resolved itself. Um, they had the local BBC commentary, which was entertaining at times there was a joke about um a raffle and trips to Wrexham which was a bit corny from one of the co-commentators but it was all in time with the pictures it all worked really well um so yeah probably in terms of the actual service itself I'd give you you know like a nine out of ten or something like that if it works like that all the time then you know for however long we're left in this league we've got a decent service to watch our team basically yeah. Hell, Liam. I've never seen you uh, so 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 happy about anything. I just like convenience. If, if anything can make my life more convenient, then I am very happy. I think I think they'll they'll develop this app to make it a more fluid process. That'll be one thing, and then then obviously the uh, the option of having home or away commentary um, would be the other sort of caveat to that. So yeah, I thought it, I thought it was decent as well. It, it, it was quite slick, straightforward. Um, yeah, kind of everything you would have wanted for it, really. It's not as if they haven't had long enough to plan it. So, you know, it's going to be half decent. Yeah, before you might know this, Andy, before you answer, ask your question, I want to ask you how cold it was. Oh, how cold? I was freezing. It looked cold. But, right. but I was also seven pints deep. So mm-hmm. I had a nice I had a nice beer coat on. I did one. When you, when you came on the spaces yesterday, you were a little bit... Um, Airy fairy. Oh, it's, it was it was absolutely wonderful. It's just one of the best. Why have you adopted like a, a, an Anglesey accent? You are. It was absolutely wonderful. I don't know what to do with myself. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, mate, I've I've endured so much crap watching us away from home that it was just so nice to have a really good performance that you could really hang your hat on. I don't know why I went all Anglesey. I think some of the lads I was with, mate, had been a bit more Welsh than. Than normal, um, but yeah, I'd, 
I was I was in a good mood. I, what were I you, was what, in a better mood when when France lost. What Sorry, were you saying? What were you saying when? Um, what, 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 what were you saying to the Eastley goalkeeper? Because my understanding is you had a lot of um, verbal banter, one one way banter with him. Yeah, it was a lot of one way banter. I can remember back in two thousand and two in the promotion season, we went down to Cambridge and we give their keeper Sean Marshall absolute dog's abuse, and he went to bits. And and I thought, well, maybe this could give us a bit of an, a bit of an edge in a in quite a oh. tight game. So I decided to uh, target Mr. McDonnell. Um, I mean, are you taking credit for this Tina win? No, no, because basically <laughs> he went to bits in the first half before I even got near him. Because I was going to say, yes, yeah. he probably should have just saved. So what, you, what you're saying thought, is, what you're saying is, he kept a clean sheet when he started abusing him. Um, <laughs> you could put it that way, but I thought there was a, uh, I thought there was a chance there to really get on this guy because he was already uh, he was already uh, floundering a little bit so I, I thought I'd uh, I thought I'd uh, I thought I'd have a go at him to be honest but the thing is like I was having a go and it was it it it, it wasn't Perry Award stuff but the the fella in front of me absolutely stole the show with a, a chant of uh <coughs> all McDonald is a C U N T um oh, yeah, which, yeah, yeah all McDonald is a C U N T and that got the biggest laugh, so you know he won. Wonderful, what skills! It took him a while to come up with that one. A fair play. Oh no, no, fair play! Absolutely blew me, and I wasn't willing to go as far as the c word because there was kids yeah. around. So you know, he, he absolutely <laughs> he took it and ran with it. Reese, how we got around the three pm blackout on this? Do you know there isn't the three pm blackout below the football league, so that applies to the ninety two football league clubs, doesn't it? So. In theory, there's nothing stopping the National League from continuing it as as is. And, you know, obviously, certainly for me as an exile, well, not an exile because I've never born in Wrexham, a story for another day, as we know, but as someone who doesn't live in Wrexham, uh, the streaming service is an absolute godsend and I'm very much looking forward to to using it a lot this season. Uh, do you know what, mate? Um, I was I was really thinking about taking a couple of hours off work on Tuesday and driving up for the game, but the fact I don't need to do that and now... Mm. Don't get stuck on the M40 and can just pay four seventy five to watch it. I'm absolutely made up. It's like made. It's made my Tuesday night. Well, exactly. Well, I'm going on Tuesday, but I mean, um, for the games, you know, Boxing Day games, stuff like that, you know, where I, I like going to Solihull is. Uh, oh, sorry, back up to Wrexham on Boxing Day is just not not feasible for me. You know, be able to sit down with a couple of cold ones and uh, some uh, turkey, bit of turkey buffet, and watch Wrexham. Bloody marvelous. No offence to Radio Wales, but it's better than Radio Wales. <laughs> About that Chesterfield game. Um, yeah, big one. I think if we win that, I said before, if we win that, it it, it, it lends more weight to it being a two-horse race. I just think the gap's too big, even if they win their game in hand. I just think, tough game, Tushimanga versus an out-of-form Mullin and Palmer, it's got to be what? said. Neither have, scored, neither have scored in the past two games. What is going on? Oh, you're tough to please. We should be we should be docking in wages. It's absolutely unacceptable. I'm just saying. I mean, it, it, I mean, it's such a shit stat to pull up. It shows you how prolific they are. But yeah, it doesn't matter too much when when your centre half is knocking in goals like that for for fun, and then Elliot Lee with ridiculous ridiculous hit. Um, yeah, Chesterfield. Um, we we own one. Go on. Just just before we get on to Chesterfield, sort of, of proper, do you? And I know we sort of touched on this last week, but do you think we're a striker light? Do you yeah. think we need someone yeah. to to come off yeah. the bench and really put pressure on yeah. on these two I guys? Bet, uh, unless Jake Bickerstaff 
uh, and Dolby. I imagine they may well start together in the Scunthorpe game. I don't know. Um, Bickerstaff comes, you know, he's doing all right in the reserves, knocked a couple in the other day against Blackpool. We won 3 1. If he comes in and scores two or three, then maybe it might it might give Parky food to thought. Do we need to to dive in straight away? I don't know because I think I think Reese somebody said that Parky um, has described Bickerstaff as the best finisher at the club, which when you consider who's in front of him, that's that's quite high wow. praise. Well, you so, know what? I've seen I've seen so little of Bickerstaff, but there's one thing sticks in my mind, and it was a it was a way at Torquay in the. COVID post COVID season, and you know he started then, and he didn't score, but he made a couple of really good runs, looked quick, got a good shot on target, and we were terrible that game. So that was pretty much the only time we had the ball. Um, and I thought, gosh, he he looks really sharp. So, um, you know, from that limited offering, uh, you know, I really hoped that he can he can do it, and. and Hearing that from Parky, it wasn't me that said that. I hadn't heard that before, but that's um, very, very promising. Yeah, I can't remember who said it. It might have been Nate from from Rob Ryan Red. I can't remember who who said it, but so yeah, I, I, yeah, I think we are, but maybe we're not. You know, maybe maybe Bickerstaff is is that that backup there, and obviously, I don't know. It's a weird one. I mean, we've been, we've been fortunate with no injuries to the striker so far. However, as was mentioned um, to me on the spaces yesterday. Maybe the reason Moles and Palmer haven't really scored the last couple of games, they've played an awful lot of games and maybe a little bit jaded, I don't know, but played an awful lot of football. Think about it, Mullins escaped any sort of suspensions that he got last season, any injuries, etc. They've played a lot. I imagine both will not feature against Gunthorpe unless, unless we're struggling with you know, 15, 20 minutes to go, which I would be amazed um, you know, given, given the strength and depth we've got now. So, yeah... I think I think we'll be all right. I, I think we've got enough to to beat Scunthorpe, but you know, first things first is Tuesday. I mean, I've got zero qualms with crashing out of the FA Trophy in the first round. Put no. the kids out, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> is that bad? I mean, I, I don't think it is. No. I, I, I was a big fan of the FA Trophy, and I have been staunch advocate of it up until last season, where it just that worst day out at Wembley. It was crap. It was underwhelming. Everything about it went wrong. And I'm just thinking, you know what? We've been in it. You know, we've been it three times now. We've won it it's, once. It's we fine if you've got twice. it's fine if you if you're totally out of the FA Cup, but we're in the FA Cup. Yeah. We've got a side this year that could spring a couple of upsets. You know, we'll have we'll have a decent day out in Coventry. So, you know, if FA trophy, you know, really genuinely just get out of it and, and there's there's enough football to be played between now and and, and April. Yeah. Yeah. I um, agree as well. Get out of it, get out of it. I mean, use your reserves, use your young players. If you go a few rounds, brilliant. If you don't, it's not the end of the world. Um, right, what do we think about... Liam, what do you think about Tuesday? Quite uh, I'm, I'm, I'm confident we're at home, always say it, but I don't think it'll be as easy as it usually is. We're not going to breeze past them. It'll be quite a nip-and-tuck game. They've not only got... Um, Shimanga, they've also got this. Is it Dobra? He's quite hot yeah, for them. Up front. Fella. Yeah, yeah. So I'm expecting it to be quite a close game, but I think we'll edge it at home. And I'd back what one or both of Mullen and Palmer to score 2 1, I think. Yeah, my, you reckon, I, don't, uh, I don't know if you're asking celebrate. for a prediction because predictions are dead, but I'll go 2 1. <laughs> Yeah, do you reckon uh, they'll celebrate by uh, by lifting up their shirts with a, a, a few Tim? 
uh, T-shirt on underneath. How dare well, you actually, question our uh, form? Well, I actually think Tim's revealed his secret account one season with uh, Wrexham FC there, so... Um... <laughs> <laughs> what? Hang on. <laughs> Whose form am I questioning? Uh, just for clarity, that is not my account. No chance. But, <laughs> no offence to whoever is running it, by the way. That's not me. Um, when have I questioned Chesterfield's form? Hang on. No, I mean, you, you're just Mullin and Palmer. Oh, damn, yeah. If they do, I'll take it with um, with uh, a pinch of salt. And, you know, they'll be, they'll be censured by the powers that be again, similar to what happened with the boots. So, you know. Um, can I just say, uh, take this opportunity to raise a couple of things. Um, firstly, I am a football genius, as has been acknowledged in the WhatsApp group, oh. because not only did I predict Wrexham too easily nil, but um, three or four episodes ago, I predicted that Morocco would go far in this World Cup, and I believe I was the hang only on, person to do that. Right, hang on. You were told by a taxi driver that they might be okay. And then when you were after your dark horses, you literally had nothing else to say other than I've just been to Morocco and the taxi driver thinks they, they might do well. So no. you, you're not a football genius. You're just a naughty boy. So I, I you know, I will use humour. But actually, you know, I know exactly what I'm talking about. I said that Iran would, would win a game in the group stages. Sadly, that was against us. And I said that Morocco would uh, do well. So, And also I said that we'd be easily 2-0. But also, am I going to get a chance to talk about possibly the greatest day of my life on Friday? Uh, so better than your wedding? Yes, better than my wedding. Was that when you saw me on Mould Road walking towards you? It was. How was your... Uh, Liam was on his way to a... Um, uh, is, is work due? Is that right? Yeah. It, was, it was an impromptu FID reunion, which none of us planned. It's like, oh, well, there you are. Oh, there's Liam. Yeah. Oh, there's Reece. There's Tim. All, all oh, three of us in professional capacities. Um, uh, and, you know, uh, well, Liam on his way to a technically professional event. But no, uh, I did. Um, I was very lucky on Friday and ended up in the turf um, and, and purely on the off chance um, as I kept going back to the burger van because I was absolutely Baltic. Um and managed to sneak into the turf uh, and met Ryan and Rob. And it was it was really, really great. Um, really good, as, as if we didn't know already, but a really great pair um, who were uh, asking all about what the fans made of the cannon sign-in. Um, you know, uh, gosh, what else? Uh, you know, we, we know already that Rob listens to the podcast, but, um, you know, and he, he was saying he listens to every, every one of the podcasts and, and really enjoys it. He's clearly very engaged. He says he doesn't read the message boards, I said that was a wise decision <laughs> um, yeah. because uh, people can get a bit overexcited. Um, but no, um, you know, he was great. And, and he, you know, he was chatting all about, you know, uh, the, the team and their plans. And, he, you know, he was going down to Eastleigh. He won't be there on Tuesday against Chesterfield, sadly, because I think they're flying back today or tomorrow um, and they have to be back. But um, no, really good to speak to him and to speak to Ryan. Didn't he uh, say he absolutely hates Rob Ryan Red podcast and would never listen to it and and say that no one else should listen to it? Well, he, he, something like that. I promised I wouldn't <laughs> spread this because it's really harsh. But, you know, he did say, uh, he did show me that he listens to both, um, but that Rob Ryan Red was, you know, incredibly inferior. But he says he has to listen to it because, you know, just in, just for libel purposes and to make sure nothing sort of bad has been said about him. Um, can we just say that is a joke, Nathan and Rich? <laughs> <laughs> just, just in case there is, you, people do think it's a needle. 
You've drawn that battle line. It's got nothing to do with me. Jesus Christ. <laughs> they're, they're, they're like, well, we've got 3,000 more followers than you, so fuck you. Make me <laughs> um, no, but um, genuinely, I'm trying to think if there's any other nuggets that I can think of um, that came up that were interesting. Uh, I mean, the only thing is too late because we know this now, but uh, Humphrey was saying that, you know, Canon wasn't, probably wasn't quite going to be registered in time um, for Eastleigh. And that was largely because it was the first transfer they've ever done for the National League outside of the transfer window. Yeah. FW had done, so it was all kind of a bit up in the air. And, and he said it was prop. So they did try. It looked like they, you know, they did want to get him available for Eastleigh. Um, and I asked... Uh, whether he was fit, and they said, yeah, as far as we're aware, he's totally fully fit. Um, so that's good. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else other than they had a good day. I think they had a whiskey, or did they have some gin? I'm not sure, but they were having, they were having oh, a good Come drink. on, they would have had some gin, wouldn't they? They thought they'd have had some gin, wouldn't you? Yeah. And um, they were chatting um, with Sean Harvey and with Wayne. Uh, they were very happy with how the meeting went. Um, they said the... The king and queen consort were very interested in the plans that they had. Um, and yeah, it was a, a, a positive event, they felt, uh, and everything went well. I was really impressed by um, their, their royal protection officer who was stood outside the uh, Mold Road stand. He was really good. Mm. Good jawline, mm. I understand, yeah. <laughs> oh, also, I didn't realise this until I saw Ollie Palmer's um, post today or yesterday on Instagram that uh, I was chatting with his dad very briefly in the turf. Um, I, I didn't realize who this guy was, and then afterwards I realized that was that was his dad, who, as we know, was a former protection officer. He wasn't on duty, was he? Charles, he wasn't on duty. I think he oh, was just there that. to meet. Yeah, he was right. there to meet him, and he popped in the turf afterwards as well with Ryan's entourage. So um, it was, it, you know, nice for the club to have arranged that as well. Presumably, the club would have arranged that that he was around you think for the documentary, maybe. Yeah, quite possibly. Yeah, the, the the they were filming as they were coming in and stuff. So yeah, that's. You know, that that's that's quite nice because I mean I think whatever your views on the the, the monarchy the the guy was uh, worked for them and uh, you know it was a big part of his working career and uh, it's nice uh, for the club to have arranged that for him to to see uh, the king again because he would have been the prince obviously when he was his protection officer. No, it's huge for the right. club's profile. I think whatever anyone whatever anyone says, that's you know whatever I think about them, whatever anyone else thinks about them, it's an absolutely huge boost for the club. Um, and for the area as well, because there was more more stuff in town afterwards and in Irving. So, yeah, good stuff. Oh, and you marry the royals if you love them so much. <laughs> well, funny you mention it, actually. That's the next uh, chapter of the royal documentary. That, that was something that Humphrey um, did mention. I hope he doesn't mind me saying this. And that he was he was aware, you know, that some people have strong feelings about this. And he said he was, but, you know, on balance, you know, it was a... It was a visit, obviously, that they supported and 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 were, were going to, um, you know, do what they can to be hospitable to people who want to come and visit the club, and um, and he said he was, you know, looking forward to all the dogs abuse he was going to be getting. I mean, cracking haircut, Humphrey. He probably wins the battle of the cuts with Elliot Lee. Um, solid cut, to be fair. Um, yeah, I look every great. Time, every time well. I see him, he looks different. He's like a man of a thousand faces. Yes, he is. Did I mention I was in the Crown? By the way, just thought I'd chuck it out there. Were you? Yeah. Well, do you play Angry Protester number three? No. In, in, in a weird, in a, in a, in a, in a sort of life, life imitating reality, um, I played an MI5 agent in The Crown. Um, and I had about five seconds of screen cut at the time. It was great. So there we are. Wow, Just which episode? It, it was in the episode where 
Prince Charles gets his um, what do they call it again? Investiture. The Prince oh Charles. yes, I watched that episode. And you're in it. Yeah, I'm in that. Yeah. Wow. Bucket list kind of thing. It wasn't necessarily going to be the crown, but it was advertised. I was like, oh, I'll get that world. It's close by, and I managed to land it. And the good good thing about it is that there was these two other sort of jobbing actors from Chelsea who were giving it the big one, and they were MI5 agents as well. Like, oh yeah, I've got this and I've got that. And um, they didn't make the cut. And me and some some uh, proper like Welsh farmer from Carnarvon both made the cut, which I thought was hilarious. So unlucky to those two boys. Give it the big one. Slagging off our language and they didn't make it. Ha, ha. Needless to say, I had the last laugh. <laughs> Indeed. And on that bombshell, yes. maybe that's time to bring the podcast to a close. I was in I was in a film with Johnny Lee Miller once, but I can't I can't beat the crown. Lies. You were seven pints deep and wouldn't swear around children. That's the, that's what I'm taking away from this podcast. Well, even I'm eight pints deep, and I'm absolutely effing and blinding around kids. But seven pints. Oh, well, and, I appeared I in about I appeared in about twelve frames of Welcome to Wrexham, and they were the best twelve frames of the of the whole thing. Um, but also, I annoyingly I, on that, mate, I was standing in front of you, but I wasn't in it. Exactly. We right. got our voices in it twice, and I got four seconds. Of, of screen time. With my However, family. I did appear extensively in the Superior documentary, sorry, Rob, uh, Rexam Club Knee on S4C. If you haven't watched it, then please do. And if you want to see the inside of my um, garden office, then, you know, you're welcome to. This is turning into, was... a, weird, this is turning into a weird, my penis is bigger than your penis. <laughs> can, can I just <laughs> conclude this by saying I was in the kids' uh, game show 50-50 with Sally Gray. So I beat you all and... Um, <laughs> Seeing as we're wrapping up the podcast, and I don't think it's been mentioned by the football. Oh, oh yeah. goodness me! Didn't That's Tim's me. fault. Tim it's was... not my fault. <laughs> we're going to we're, we're going to wrap to that. We're going to wrap to. We'll give him a nice sort of exit cool. out. So if you haven't booked already for the football and his other associated hostelries, please do because it's very good and you'll be well fed and watered. Let's stop rambling now and go home. Bye bye, everyone. Take care. See you. Cheers. Cheers.